This is an AMI podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Accessing Art with Amy. I'm your host, Amy Amanti. My pronouns are she, her. When I say the name Sunny Bubbles, what does that mean to you? It puts an instant smile on my face, but should it? Where does Sunny Bubbles come from? How was Sunny Bubbles created? My guest today, Sean Jordan, walks us through their creative practice and how drawing is at the heart of everything they do and is the through line of all of the different artistic mediums that they explore. So please give a warm welcome to Sean. Hi, my name is Shauna Lynn Jordan. I'm a multidisciplinary artist living on Treaty One, and I go by the pronouns she, her, and they, them. And I am living with uh, invisible disabilities, ADHD, CPTSD, PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Sean, I'm so delighted to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I want to just start off with multidisciplinary and artist. What what does that mean to you? Well, that's kind of a term that is fairly new in the art world, but um, I uh, began drawing. And uh, since then, I've been um, exploring all sorts of different medias. And so right now I'm working in everything from performance, installation, video, photography, as well as traditional mediums like drawing and painting. So if we just look at something like drawing, would you say that you're the kind of person who this is like a raw talent for, or like, did this start young for you? How did you know that you loved this medium? Oh, absolutely. And that is the root of all of my art. Um, and it, it, it kind of runs as a, as a thread through everything I do. Um, I first started as soon as I could hold a, a pencil, basically. Uh, um, and I've been drawing all my life. That's really interesting to me. And you mentioned that it's kind of a through line. Can you just maybe expand a little bit? Like, what what does that mean? Well, there's just something about the way I grew as a as an artist uh, and through drawing in the way that I see things. And part of it is my father, how he taught me to, to look at everything, like the ditches in, you know, alongside the road and, and every little thing that a lot of people just generally kind of overlook. He trained me from a very early age to, to see all sorts of things. And I have this, you know, very easy conduit from my from my eye to my hand. And there's a certain expressiveness that I can translate from from my eye to my hand. So my drawing is expressive and that expressiveness sort of permeates through everything that I do, no matter what medium I work in, as well as sometimes the sort of the formal aspects of drawing as well. So, Mm, okay. And for you, like if we look at drawing, if we look at it as being the sort of the connection piece between all the different mediums that you explore in, what kind of development comes out of the drawings? One of the things I really like to do is to just have the drawings happen, whereas I I will just sit down and I will wait for a drawing to come. And so to me, it's almost like a meditative practice in a way Mm -hmm. where it'll just happen organically without me telling what the drawing should be, which is very different than a lot of people work, you know, a different way of, of working where you, you know, a lot, many people will start like, okay, I want to draw a picture of this scene or this bridge or whatever. And and they'll start from there. But for me, I will often just 
let the drawing happen from nothing, like a blank page, and it'll just organically happen from there. And what I'll be doing is evoking the emotions and and feelings as they arise. And sometimes it's a, a human being or, or a, an abstract picture or whatever transpires will will just come out from basically nothing. Just um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess when I bring it through to other mediums, it's there's a there's that same sort of um, expressiveness where I I don't stop and do a lot of logical thinking about it. Although there'll be the odd little thing that'll interject just to kind of make it possible to happen but I'll 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 quickly just let l- release that thought and and let the emotion and the the intuition to just guide me to lead me through it so in in your artistic practice like is this part and parcel to where sunny bubbles came from well, tell me about sunny bubbles it makes me oh it puts a smile on my face when I say it and I don't know if it should yeah. Well, yeah. Sunny Bubbles is sort of like the 3D version of a happy face, I guess you could say. And when I was quite young, I I, I was kind of obsessed with that image, you know, in the 70s of that happy face. It was, it was mm. having a real renaissance at that time. And I won a, a poster contest, a safety poster contest that involved happy faces. And then uh, years later, I, I received a backhanded compliment. I was called Sunny Bubbles because... I kind of learned to cope through life having sort of a bit of a Pollyanna and I sort of, I guess I co-opted my own optimistic sort of way of being. Like I'm, I I think I'm naturally happy and optimistic and and I I use that as a mask at times when I didn't feel that way. So somebody called me Sunny Bubbles one day and uh, I knew that it was a, a bit of a backhanded compliment, but I, I I often with those things take the good from it and leave the rest. And the idea of that character started to foment in my mind. And I I decided to bring that into a performative uh, alter ego kind of space. There's something really interesting to me about Sunny Bubbles. Backhanded compliment. Let's maybe go down the rabbit hole of, of this character of Sunny Bubbles and what you're doing with it post, now and future. Okay, so yeah, I started to collect things that had to do with suns and sunshine. Like they just sort of come into my, they just sort of came to me. Um, the universe sort of brought them to me. Mm-hmm. One of them was a big uh, bubble window that I bought on Marketplace. It was like a, a yellow bubble window from a um, uh, McDonald's land play place. And I, so I, I, I decided I'm going to make a sun out of that. And uh illuminated and then I started to buy shiny costuming kind of um uh like clothing and and boots and things that that to me evoked that sunny bubbles character and and for her she sort of represents a number of things and one of them is the mask that we all wear in in and are are kind of um in a lot of ways forced to wear in society where we we have to pretend we're happy all the time and and you see that on on social media all the time look at my wonderful life and how great things are and I'm just so happy right and mm. so there is that sort of um edge to it but i also as i've gotten to go further into this character i've you know i've seen that sort of role with some compassion but also i've gone a little deeper into sunny bubbles and just kind of explored my inner ideas of happiness and how 
um, I can actually use the sincerest parts of that, the, the fun play parts, and connect with other people that way. And that's when I thought Sunny Bubbles was really starting to become, you know, more of a, a, a complex character and something that I could really have fun and connect with other people with. So how, how do you think, you know, you're talking about this mask and I'm curious if, if the mask and this persona of being happy all the time relates in any way to your experience of disability? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, growing up as a, as a child of a, of someone with mental illness, you know, um, it, 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 and it was, you know, there is a stigma attached to it. And, uh, I, thankfully, you know, I see that that is just starting to to become, people are more aware of it now, and it's starting to maybe fall a little bit. And we're all realizing, yes, we all we all struggle with mental wellness at any mm-hmm. given time in our life. But at the time, um, it was very isolating because uh, you know there was a stigma and had to stay silent. So it was very isolating. So wearing a happy face, being always happy, not talking about what was going on behind the scenes. No one wanted to hear it. And if you did bring out you know, sadness or distress, you know, you, you kind of get shut down or make people feel uncomfortable. So I think that the happy face to me at that time, as a child, I realized there was something there and that I kind of, uh, put through myself into it and, and sunny bubbles. Um, you know, I worked in the industry of, uh, marketing slash visual communications, graphic design. And so you're always kind of putting on this this voice of, you know, that's uplifting and da da da, and you know, mm-hmm. giving everyone the benefit and you know, making everybody happy and 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 towing this certain line that is is just a little bit. Um, it's it's let's just say it's not the whole picture. It it doesn't really right. give you the whole picture of everything. It, there's a gloss, a brand, a shininess yeah, yeah. to it. Yeah, I get that. So, how then would you say that your disability experience fits into either Sunny Bubbles or your artistic practice? Having experienced, you know, major depressive episodes, I realized that by denying my all those other aspects of myself and the and the the shadow parts of myself and and the sadness and the you know different tragic things that happened to me, like and putting that sheen on, I was actually mm-hmm. harming myself by doing that. In a way, Sunny Bubbles and all of the characters that I that I draw, um, and you know, there's there's uh, other alter egos like Misconstrued, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they kind of um, oh, and Cranky and Whiny, can't forget Cranky and Whiny. <laughs> they they embrace those sides of ourselves that we tend to oversimplify and quite often deny or use them as sort of masks or two-dimensional masks or or shameful things that we hide away like we keep keep hidden and and it's not really living an authentic life so when you live that way for a long time it it does affect your mental health because mm-hmm. you're not really being true to yourself and you're um right and you you're not accepted for who you are and all of that you know so it can affect your mental health and then I find for myself through my artwork, grabbing onto these and 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 exploring them with deep compassion to to those aspects of myself, I feel like I'm freeing myself from the constrictions of them and mm-hmm. and sort of assembling them all together and um, becoming a little more whole and more right. 
real with it all, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see the connection between the drawing and like the costume building and the world building a little bit and the character building. So we've got this character, Sunny Bubbles, and what is it that you're going to do with her? Well, I've been trying to figure that out. Like with with all of my art, I, I let it kind of tell me what needs to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and and it... Um, it, sometimes it takes years to come to fruition before I know exactly what needs to happen, tending to not force it too much. Um, but I, I'm working on a project now called Circus Minimus with two other artists, Nicole Desutel and um, Carly Stockford. And we formed a, a trio called Carnicon. And we submitted a proposal for this Circus Minimus and it's spelt circus minimus, M-U-S-S, must mm-hmm. meaning to mess up and ruffle, right? And it's sort of like an antidote or, or the opposite of circus maximus, which was formed, you know, in Rome to basically distract the masses uh, from the, the wrongdoings and the, the you know, the... Uh, the oppression or life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and we we're really facing that right now. Definitely. Like the, the circus, the media circus is keeping us all distracted while the real, you know, things go on. So the circus minimus is, is a multimedia installation and uh, it will involve performances and sunny bubble will is, is I'm hopefully, hopefully will show up in all her glory and uh, shine some light. (laughs) I love that. I love that this is a multimedia project. So I imagine it's a space and there's sort of different things in different areas that, you know, just people can go, go visit, like choose your own adventure almost in a space. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. We'll have like sideshow tents. Like it's still in, it's still in process or in progress, work in progress. Uh, but we have like a sideshow tent uh, where there'll be, you can, you can um, visit different parts of yourself in a distorted camera as opposed to the funhouse mirrors mm-hmm. and there'll be a nap room and a grazing station perhaps and but there'll also be you know like we're kind of riffing off of the old old style circuses but we're completely kind of uh turning that into kind of a way to self-reflect and um interactively explore where we're at right now in society with coming to terms with, you know, our, our disabilities and our human, like who we are really. Right. And, and, and getting, you know, allowing people to play and get to the, the root of who they are and be natural with that. You know, there certainly isn't enough play these days. I will say that out loud and proud. I want more play in my life, darn it. <laughs> High five here, because that is another thing that I have re- referred to as uh, extremely important and a part of my practice, and that is called deep play. Mm-hmm. And it's when you do allow yourself to just be and do and without any restrictions or um, just like we did when we were kids, right? Yeah. And you let your imaginations go without being told what you have to do, you know, or how you have to do it. And, um, and, and that is where the magic and creativity and where you can, you, you, you can work out solutions to life's problems in yeah. those spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Without the pressures of, you know, paying the rent and doing the laundry and taking care of the kids and all of those things getting to work. So I love this idea of play play. And I think as 
I'm not one who makes a lot of New Year's resolutions, but I am going to invite more play into my life. I have made that a decision moving forward. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> Sean, I, I, I'm curious about who you would say would be like an, an, an artist's inspiration for you or or an artist that you, you love? Well, I, I have many, so many. It's, it's hard to, you know, uh, just pin it down to one, but I do have to say that my father was for me, my biggest inspiration. And, um, he just passed away this year in, in May, uh, in 2022. I mean, so, um, I'm still grieving the loss. Like I'm still in mm-hmm frankly, disbelief because he was such a big part of my life. And he was a, an artist, a storyteller, a, a visionary. And, um, he was always, always teaching, like everything he did was teaching. And, and I often think of it as like, after, after many years, I, I started to think, I realized that he was doing performance art. Mm-hmm. all the time around people and teaching them something. And he was, um, yeah, he, he, he taught me art right from, you know, to right. Well, right from, you know, as, as long as I can remember, I've, he's taken us to art galleries and talked about art in, in so many ways and taken us to his classroom in his, at the, at the, where he he taught at a high school and he had that room set up with a fish tank and a place in the center where there were couches and you could come and listen to music and look at books. Uh So it was a completely off the wall education space. And, um, you know, he got in, in trouble for that, but he, he had a vision and he stuck with it. And he, um, he taught so many people in and out of the classroom that, um, they're innumerable and and what he's taught is going to continue on through everybody who was fortunate enough to be um in his in his circle or have spoken including to you including you look what you're doing yeah 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 really exciting work i can't wait to hear about more of what sunny bubbles is up to because uh <laughs> i just think it's it's incredible and again like i put a smile on my face but i remember you saying um in one conversation that we had that it was a bit of a self self deprecating character. I have such a hard time saying that word, but that there was a bit of a self deprecation within that character that that your father had recognized and maybe was a little like I don't know about this. Yeah, he he uh, was um, a hard, like as much as he was uh, encouraging, he was also a, a critic because he he expected respect. Um, and I remember him like one time I, I was touching a plant in a, in a, a rough kind of way or, you know, and he, 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 he admonished me to touch that plant with respect. Mm-hmm. And it stuck with me ever since. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I told him about sunny bubbles and, um, you know, at that time it was a, a bit of a, it was a little bit of a dark, kind of a jab at myself in a way, you know, and he, he rejected that. And he, he, I, and it, it bothered me, you know, you get criticism, you're like, what, what? But he, he inspired me to, to become a little more reflective with it and to see the beauty in the mystery. And, and that, that actually sums up um, what he was after in in all of his art was that connection with the the universe or the the one is all all is one mm-hmm. is the, the 
the refrain that he said over and over again to his dying day. And, um, and it, it touches me so deeply because it becomes more than just, you know, about you and about the, uh, a cutting statement or a, a joke uh, or a sight gag. It becomes something that becomes more eternal mm-hmm. and more universal and touches and, and connects with others at a, at a, right. a, a universal level. Right on. I love that. Hey, Sean, I could talk to you about sunny bubbles all day long, but I'm hearing that sound, which means it's time to transition to the mixed bag. A bit of an abrupt transition, but um, here we go. It means that you have 30 seconds to answer up to three random questions that I'm going to ask you. Pulled right out of my mixed bag. There's no right or wrong answers. So like the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you something, you think you're ready? Okay. I think so. (laughs) All right, Sean, what's your favorite meal? Oh, um, ooh, okay. I'm just going to say, I'm going to cut right to dessert and I'm going to say Saskatoon pie. <laughs> Saskatoon. With Saskatoon berries? Yes, indeed. Wonderful. Wait, was that maybe one of your dad's favorites too? Oh yeah. Saskatoon berries and choke cherries. We would always go for long walks in the, in the countryside and, and we'd always just eat them straight off the tree. And to this day, choke cherries and Saskatoon berries are I, absolutely my favorite foods. Oh. Awesome. All right. Second, 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 second question is, okay. uh, what's your astrological sign and do you believe? Okay. Yeah. I'm Sagittarius and you know, I, I want to be skeptical, but I'm so Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, I kind of gobble that stuff up in a way, but I, you know, I also, I think it's that it's, it's like a lot of things. It's you, you take it as sort of like an Oracle and you, you take it and do what you can without it or with it, sorry, and yeah. not make it rule you. You know what I mean? So I, got yeah, you. I guess I sheepishly say I do. Yes, I do believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Gemini and it fits, but it's not like I look at my horoscope every day, you know, just. Yeah. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The last question is, I hope a simple one other than sunny bubbles. We'll just remove that from the equation. Do you have a nickname? Oh, um, I don't actually, but I have had, I've been, uh, my dad actually had a, a nickname for me and, and one of my good friends had a, a nickname for me. She called me Jonathan, which Jonathan. I thought was super cute because uh, we, you know, she, she's the only one who, who had a, a, you know, we had a real good con- deep connection and she was playful enough to call me that. But my dad called me Shanolan, which was um, like, he named me and my brothers and uh, he used that name. It, and he he put my middle name and my first name together to be one word and mm-hmm. and switched up the accents on it. So it's Shinolan. And he'd call me that all the time. So awesome. Yeah. I have so many nicknames. Meza Me, uh, <gasps> Amers, Ames. And an ex-boyfriend once, who we're still friends to this day, called me Schmuzzlebutt. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a conversation for another day. Well, thanks, Sean, for joining us on Accessing Art with Amy. Hey, I know that you're on Instagram. Where might we find you? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm at the at sign at Seanolin B. S-H-A-W-N-O-L-I-N-B. And that's all just one word. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Amy. It was great. We said goodbye to Sean for today, but before I say goodbye to you all, I just want to share with you this quote by Vincent van Gogh. Drawing is the root of everything. Thanks for listening to Accessing Art with Amy. 
This podcast is produced by me, Amy Amanti, on the unceded traditional territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh First Peoples, colonially known as Vancouver, British Columbia. The technical producer of this podcast is Jacob Shemansky, and the manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Hey friends, we love your feedbacks. Perhaps you or someone you know is an artist that lives with a disability. Please reach out to us. You can reach us by phone at 1-866-509-4545 or by email at feedback at ami.ca. Thanks again to my guest today, Sean Jordan. Keep exploring. See you next time. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.